5 o'clock hour, football at 5, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hopefully the workday is over for you, but for me and Brian Middleton, and we got one more hour. We got one more hour. We usually have two at this point. We usually do some OT from 6 to 7, but not, not today, Brian. We went for three hours. I feel like that's enough of us for the day. Agree or disagree? Absolutely. I tell you what, Brian's trying to start his weekend too, even though it's Wednesday for you, right? Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's right. You got a nice schedule. I have a nice schedule. Well, in terms of like you get that third day off, right? Third day off? Don't you have three days off? Aren't you four and three? Mm, Don't lie to me. I get off, you know, at 9 a.m. on, on a Monday. Monday. Yeah. Now I got to be back at, you know, a certain time at yeah. night on Thursday. So, I mean, mm, yeah. it, it feels like 72 hours, but it's really, you know, two full days off. So, you know. Yeah, I tell you what, it's a regular weekend then. But anyway, if you're starting your weekend with us, we appreciate you on the drive home, ESPN 690, 690 AM in your car or on the stream as well. We appreciate you listening no matter where it is you are listening. Football at 5 right now on ESPN 690. Uh, Brent Martino caught up with Andre Sisco, the second-year safety for the Jags. We will talk about that, uh, or we will hear that conversation, I should say, in just a second. But, Brian, before we do that, the safety position in football is fascinating to me, right? The safety, the right, last line of defense, if you make a horrible mistake, everybody knows it because there's a dude running free down the field and you're not there. Even if maybe it's not your fault, it's somebody else's fault, it looks like your fault. I think the safety is one of the most undervalued positions in the sport. Agree or disagree? Undervalued. Uh, one of the most undervalued. Um... You know what? I'd have to look at contracts, but since I can't right now, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, I would say that. I, you can make an argument, and, and I would not push back if you said that statement to me. So yeah, I'll I, go with that. I appreciate that because yeah. usually you do push back. Um, it makes for a better show. That's true. That is true. But nonetheless, listen, I like the safety position, right? I've always like Barry Church was a guy I really liked when he was here. Uh, Sean Gibson played at a high level, um, but last year the safety play. It just wasn't there, right? So you signed Rayshon Jenkins. He obviously gets hurt, but before he gets hurt, it didn't look good. Um, and then you have Wingard, who I know how everybody feels about Wingard, uh, mostly negative. But uh, you drafted this guy, Andre Sisco, right? Mm-hmm. Um, third round last year, 65th overall. Another person, Urban Meyer, doesn't know who he was, but indeed picked him. And the fascinating thing about Sisco, right, is for so long, we were like, put this man on the field. Please put this man on the field. And they wouldn't. And then when you go back and look at it, he played 0% of the snaps most of the time on defense. But here's something that I kind of forgot about, Brian. And we wanted this man to play so bad. But the first game of the season, I don't have the number in front of me. I'm pretty sure he played like 55% of the defensive snaps, which is surprising because for weeks and weeks they wouldn't put him on the field. So was it... Was it horrible when they put him out there? Like, that's a question that I don't remember the answer to. I'd have to go back and watch film, uh, which I might do, right? But Really? Okay. I might. Listen, I'm telling you, man, I am infatuated with the safety position. I don't know why fully, but I, I'm telling you, man, I think it's one of the most undervalued and important positions on the football field. Okay. And just for my money, at least, when you think, think about, like, the good team, like, the really good defenses that we've seen the last, like, I don't know, five years or so, mm-hmm. and this might even be outside five years. Like the Legion of Boom, who's the first person you think of? Yeah. I mean, it could be Richard Sherman, but it also could be Earl Thomas, who played safety. Uh, uh, so to go to the point of 
him playing, uh, you said 55%? It, yeah. Was that a guesstimation? I, it's close. It's very close. I can't find the number now in front okay. of me, but I had it yesterday. Okay. Uh, and then him not playing a bunch. Um, he was. Play, I mean, he went from, I wish I could find the stupid number, man, but it was like 55 to like 47 of the defensive snaps, and then it literally went to zero for weeks. They would not put him back out there. So the question for me when I see something like that is, mm-hmm. okay, I go down the, the normal checklist because I feel like a lot of times, right, the simplest answer is more than likely the correct answer. Sure. So on my checklist, I'd be like, okay, he's in the doghouse. Is, is he in the doghouse? And if he is, for what reason? Mm-hmm. Could it be that he's not performing in gameplay? Is he messing up too much in practice? Or could it just be something else where somebody else – yeah, it just has a different mindset because you understand, like, if you, you have players who get drafted into certain situations and all of a sudden it's it just seemingly like, okay, this is just not the right situation. The coach, the chemistry is just not right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's no knock on the player's talent per se, but the player's talent isn't to a level where it can overcome that. You got certain players, you, you look at some of the safeties around the, around the league, and, and maybe they're in great situations, right? You know, like a, a Buda Baker or like a Derwin James or sure. something like that. And their talent, we just assume no matter where you put them, like they're going to they're gonna pop off. Probably going to be some type of all-pro, if not close to it, getting a pro bowl nod or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Sisco, at least in college, in my opinion, I, that's what it looked like he was. Absolutely. Um, and, and could very well still be. But maybe it was just a situation where right now coming in as a rookie as well, there was so much new stuff happening. Um, you know, he's trying to get acclimated to everything in the NFL because it's, more, it's vastly different than college. I mean, you're playing the same position, but like, you know, more plays, uh, better players and whatnot. That maybe it's something where his talent couldn't, couldn't get to the level, his ability that's yeah. inside couldn't really shine through. And the coaches, instead of putting him out there to maybe play through some things, which could be very helpful, but it also could backfire. It, it, it may be something where it's like, you know what, uh, zero, you know, zero snaps is crazy. But to, to knock him down to, you know, minimal snaps may be something where it could also, it could also potentially be something where they're kind of protecting him and actually letting him kind of grow a bit. That could be one thing. Another thing could just be like, hey, you know, this, uh, th- this, is, not, uh, this is not a functional coaching system. Like, I like Joe Cullen. Like, I know he was the coordinator. Good guy, so, man. Good so guy. I, I'm not knocking him at all. But, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is you know, it's clear that, you know, Urban Meyer was, you know, that it was crazy. It's crazy, oh, that, crazy. that the team got three wins. Yeah. So it's incredible. there's all types of scenario, scenarios that are potentially the reason why that happened the way that it did. I do think that he can be a very good player, though. Uh, can he be, you know, an all-pro? I mean, come on, looking at him in college, I'm, I'm thinking, He yeah. was an all-pro in college if yeah. they had the stat. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. But I do like to usually do that checklist type stuff because it was very weird. I mean, we talked about it as well. You guys were talking about it on the main show yeah. as well. And I'm just like, I don't. I don't know. I wish somebody would say something, but, you know, they're not going to say anything. Amen. They're not going to say anything about that. But well, anyway. Urban didn't know who he was, so that's the first that's part. Fair. Like, Cisco, you mean, uh, is that the gas station? Cisco? About, yeah. <laughs> talking about Cisco, the gas station? That's funny. Um, yeah, I think, 
uh, to your point, the college stats are incredible, right? Seven interceptions a freshman season, five the next, um, and then one in 2020. He gets hurt, obviously. Right. So he was still recovering from the injury, but you said something there that is an argument we made. I made it. Brett made it. Austin made it. Anyone that talks in front of a microphone in the studio made it. And it was, you suck. This is a horrible football team. They couldn't win if they had to. Put him out there. Yeah. Like, yeah, he might make mistakes, but how's he going to learn, right? And they put him out there the last two weeks of the season when uh, everybody got fired, and he made he made big plays in that yeah. Colts game to help him win. He forced a fumble. He forced two fumbles all year. Uh, the dude needs to play, and I'm excited to see him play because of the talent that he has. Uh, earlier this week, Brent Martineau down at the facility catching up with Jags' second-year safety and hopefully a guy that we want to take a big leap here in Jacksonville, the Syracuse man, Andre Sisco. Speaking of last year to this year, uh, you feel like a different guy, different player, a veteran. What's it like for you? Definitely could feel time catching up, um, just being around guys and know, know how to do it and just you know taking a little bit of their habits and applying it to my life. Um, and it's, it's just really an approach that I feel like I've, I've changed from last year to this year, and um, it makes a big difference to those. It, it, people talk about that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think we don't, on the outside, we underplay it maybe, like learning to be a pro, right? right. I mean, it, there's something to that. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah, it's a mindset, like, just not trying to control everything. You know, when it's your job versus you being a student athlete, it's just there's a shift that you have to um, move towards, and it takes time. So I'm glad I'm here now, though. So. And you're getting a different kind of tutelage, too, from other peers that have played in the league for a while, a different level of ball. Obviously, coaching staffs, two of them now that you've worked with. Mm. How much of a better player does that make you? Do you feel that yet? Do you know that yet, considering you haven't really gone into year two? Yeah, I appreciate the different perspectives, for sure. So working with one whole coaching staff, getting insight from them, and then getting the second one where um, you know, they come from a place of you know recent Super Bowls um, and things like that. So getting those two perspectives has given me, like, a jump almost on um, instead of being on the team where it's like you get one coaching staff and you know they, they give you feedback one type of way so and it, from year one to year two I'm fortunate you played a little bit last year but I don't feel like as a guy who watches this team all the time we really saw Andre Cisco mm. much like I don't have a good feel for your game yet do, do you feel like uh, you don't really, people don't know who you are yet I mean do you even your teammates maybe they haven't really seen the real you yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, coming off, going from ACL to a year like last year, basically been two years for me since I've really been able to end the year and been like, you know, everybody know. So I'm, I'm going into this year, like, super excited and just ready to let it unleash. It's been a, been a long time coming out. Yeah, I feel like there's some responsibility on you to hold that spot down. I mean, do you feel like you're the guy there that, that's going to be a part of this defense that has really been revamped? Yeah, I think I'll definitely be a piece of this defense that's, that's going to be productive and, and make a big difference uh, and make plays on Sundays. Is, from the look of the defense, is it a lot different from your position, um, given the two different schemes of the last couple of years? Uh, I mean, there's tendencies that's different, but that's that's on a, a coaching staff standpoint. But overall, um, you know, and at the NFL level, there's a lot of things that are consistent from defense to defense, and even when you're playing the offenses. So that's my main thing I'm trying to learn is just, um, you know, the intricacies of the league. Were you surprised you didn't get on the field more last year once you were healthy? I mean, once the, the, the knee checked out and you were good to go, it, I know that was a little bit of a narrative for us. And, hey, we want to see this guy. I want to see this guy. Mm-hmm. Were you a little bit surprised? I mean, week to week, I was like, everything was different. So, you know, game plan, all those things kind of varied on um, my expectations and what to expect on Sunday. So um, the coaches, you know, we were transparent between each other. and So I, I knew what to expect for most, the most part. All right. The book on you is your ball hawk guy. Uh, I feel like this defense could need, can, can use that. Mm. Not a lot of turnovers last year. Mm. Um, how much do you kind of uh, embody and live that 
narrative of, of what people think you are and what you were in college. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of what I build my game around, just trying to go get the ball. Um, you know, I, I, reading the quarterback is, is where I live at. That's, that's kind of where I've thrived um, from my college career to now. And so I plan on doing the same thing um, coming up this year. I was thinking of this, so you have to be a little bit careful sometimes. You're the last line of defense, right? right? Is that a delicate balance yeah. for you to, hey, I want to take chances, go get the ball because turnovers are king, yeah. but I also don't want to give up that big play. Yeah, honestly, as long as you and the coach are on the same page, they might be okay with that. You know what I mean? Taking a chance every now and then. If you if you make it 50% of the time, that's, that's a pretty high uh, probability, so I'll take my chances. You are in kind of a cool spot. You get to see the defense, everything in front of you. Yeah. What's this one look like in the early stages uh, with all the different – from Trayvon Walker to Lloyd to the additions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it look like? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm blessed to be back there. Uh, i got guys in front of me that can run, make plays. I've done it before. Um, and so I can rely on them. And understanding when you got that in front of you, I could I got a lot more freedom in the back end. Do you think as a young guy coming in where you're going to play more, can those guys make instant impact? Or will it take some time? knowing what you went through last year? I think there's going to be, everybody's experience is going to be different. I know that for a fact. Uh, just going through it with my rookies last year and myself, um, there's things that everybody's going to, you know, from your school, there's things that, you know, your school might have prepared you for that my school didn't. So I know there's definitely going to be uh, obstacles and lumps you got to get over, but I'm sure they'll do it fast. Some boys come from good programs. Yeah. Uh, last one for you. Given the injury, given the lack of playing time last year, how anxious are you for, for September to roll around? <laughs> extremely, extremely. This is like, um, it's a tease being out here OTAs. I'm, I'm really excited for August 4th. Get started there. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. you. Appreciate you. Thanks for the time. Uh, yep. Appreciate you. Thank you. That was Brad Martineau catching up with Andre Cisco uh, right here on ESPN 690. Probably catch part of that conversation as well on primetime Saturday and Sundays. Evenings 1030, Fox 30, 1130 on CBS 47. I'm out here knowing the TV schedule, Brian Middleton. Oh, yeah. What you know about that? You know actually actually a lot about that. Yeah, and if you don't catch it at 10.30 or 11.30, it re-airs on CBS 47 at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, well, I appreciate that you know that because I didn't. Sunday morning, 4 Amen. o'clock in the morning. It's a quality, it's a quality program with yeah. uh, Brent, Stewart, Marcel, Liv, everybody from Action Sports Jacks. We continue on on a Friday. Brian Milton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you as well. Football at 5. You just heard from Andre Cisco talking about being ready to play. Um, let me ask you this. At the very end there, Andre Cisco said he can't wait for August 5th, right, training camp and preseason and all that. Uh-huh. To me, that tells me how bad this guy wants to play. Yeah. Because let's be honest, who in that situation isn't saying week one? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm so ready for week camp. one. Yeah. He said, no, nah, I'm ready to practice. I'm ready to be in this heat. I'm ready to play these preseason games. Yeah. I respect that about the man. Yeah. He really, it goes back to kind of what you asked me yesterday, to be honest, when you were like, you know, how do you build an organization that people want to play there? You yeah. draft guys like that, That's that true. wants to play. Now, granted, um, obviously second contracts and all that will come into play. He hasn't earned that yet. He's barely played, but the little bit that he has played, it's been more good than bad. And I think you have a guy who has Brent asked him the question, like, are you just ready to go? And because of how everything played out last year, he said, heck yeah. And you have a guy that wants to get out there and wants to be a Jag. And let's be honest, right, he would probably feel that way about any team that picked him because they made him an NFL player. But he's here, and he wants to be here, it sounds like. And I'm telling you, man, I think this guy is extremely talented. And he's he's the type of guy that makes a difference on defense, right? Like, you know, you know Shaq Griffin needs to be good. Like, we know if Shaq Griffin makes a couple of those plays he didn't last year when the ball fell through his hands, that's, diff- that's a game-changing play. And you got Josh Allen, who is a game changer. 
But you need these guys that are kind of fringe. Like, Cisco might be a game changer, a big play home run threat on the defensive side of the ball. You need them to be, right? And that's how you go from three wins to six wins. When you have those guys making those impacts, um, obviously Walker will be involved in there. Like, Smoot's been a guy a lot like that to me. Mm. Smoot has been very good, right? Smoot's not a 10-sack guy, but he's a six-sack guy. Mm-hmm. And he he's helped Josh Allen on the other side. Now, granted, you drafted Walker to give Josh Allen more help on the other side. But I think when you have guys like Smoot and Cisco making an impact like we think they can, Cisco especially is going to make this team better in my Opinion. Brian Milton, Casey Kurtz, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN. 690 Call of Football 5, Brian Milton. What's going on with the Panthers, man? Anything? You been locked into those OTAs or what? Matt Rule is, you know, still the head coach. Yeah. So, you know, only but so much excitement I can have, sir. That's it. I just ask him. That's the Panther report. I don't know if you saw those Matt Corral, like, videos from OTAs. You were like, this is our guy. Hey, man. You know, I hope so. I'm very, listen, man, between, so. between my two teams right now, man, you know what I mean, the Carolina Panthers and mm-hmm. the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's very, it's a very um, iffy feeling, right? I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't plant my feet anywhere, even though, you know, I make sure to be overly energetic about the Jaguars. I totally get the iffiness on them. So, you know, I, you know the same thing goes with Carolina. It seems like, um, you know, McCaffrey doesn't get hurt. I forgot which, about him. Which he will get hurt. But Probably. if he doesn't get hurt, then... I'm going to feel good about my team because he really is the engine that makes that whole thing go. But he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. So, probably, you know, it is what it is. By the way, our guy on the stream, uh, MJD the second, otherwise known as Little Big Man, I'm ready to see last year's draft class and this year's, of course. Um, Yeah, I think it's very reasonable to be excited about last year's class because of how bad everything went, right? Yeah, Trevor out there, we get that. But you're going to see ETN for the first time. You're going to see Cisco pretty much for the first time, um, in my opinion. So you have a lot of guys. You don't know really what they are yet. We're going to keep figuring that out. And then, obviously, you have the new guys from this year as well. So I do um, I do hear what you're saying, and I, I agree with it fully. You got two draft classes full of guys that you need to make an impact, and it's time for that to start happening, especially for the guys like Cisco, ETN, and obviously Trevor Lawrence, I think Justin Kuzart's about to slide by. Y'all know him well. Uh, he did my job before me. He's going to talk some Casey NBA. Senior. Casey Senior. Casey Don't do Senior. Don't do that. Senior. Don't do that. Justin Kuzart from WAPE. That's not... Like, I don't mind it, right? I feel like I should give him the <laughs> respect. Like mind it. No, I, I, I have to like think about it. it. I got to give him the respect he, he deserves. Justin from WAPE sliding on next. To cut it off about the NBA, we'll be right back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 rolling along on a Friday afternoon. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos playing the tracks for us and giving you those NBA takes that you know about. And you're about to get a few more of them as well. Casey Kurtz with you. And in the last segment, to set up our next guest, Brian Middleton called me Justin Jr., and that's fair. Oh, okay. Because I took over for you, even though you had the station in a much better spot than when I take, had much taken better. over. But much better. Nonetheless, you may know him. You probably should know him. Justin Kuzar. What up, Wish You May? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys got sound effects and everything down, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're doing more than I was doing. <laughs> I was Brian just did sitting it. over there. Yeah, I'll just sit there most of the day. Yeah, I'm on TikTok and, uh, and such. Uh, Justin Kuzar with us. Uh, usually you hear him on 95.1 WAPE, and obviously you used to hear him uh, right here. NBA fan, mm-hmm. Justin Kuzar. We brought him in for the NBA talk. Yeah, dude. It's been, a, it's been an interesting finals because, in general, the game scores have seemed as if they were blowouts where I think the last game finally gave us something really interesting and exciting to watch until obviously probably the last two minutes when Steve Kerr pulled everyone, which I thought was an interesting move. Yeah. Uh, It's funny you bring that up, Coos, because (laughs) I had the idea on the show. I said Warriors plus three and a half was a lock. I couldn't figure out why Boston was favored in that game. In game three. Yes. Yeah. And I bet Warriors plus three and a half didn't work out. No, 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 it didn't. No. Uh, so here's the thing is before, uh, and I know now, like going into the next game, right, there's a lot of questions about Curry and, and yeah. his leg and if he's all right, um, Al Horford falling on him. I yeah. the, the, the big narrative to me was if Jalen Brown played well, the Celtics were going to win. If he didn't play well, then they had no chance because Tatum couldn't do it all by himself. Tatum's his own thing. He's doing fine. I know a lot of people will point to the first game where he was just more assist, but uh, I think for a superstar side, it showed he was willing to – you know, divvy up the ball, and obviously Jalen Brown in, in game three went off and did, and did his thing. Um, uh, so, so that's kind of the way I look at it, but I know going into the next game, it's going to be more focused on Steph Curry and is he healthy enough to do it. Side note on the Jason Tatum, we had this argument uh, yesterday, maybe. He does not look 100%. You think he's hurt? Tatum? Yes. I think... Like, the efficiency's down. Like, he's still scoring. Like, Brian's like, he scored 26 points tonight. Don't yeah. bring it up. I'm like, but that's is, fine. But, but it is th- that's not what 39%. I said. That's what that's you said. said. That's not what I said. Let's, let's, uh, let's stop, okay? I said, if he's not bringing it up, why should I? That is what That's what said. I said, okay? And uh, I did say he scored 26 points. It, it seems as if he's taking – I don't know if it's like a leadership role. Like, like you're right, right? Uh, 39% in game three uh, field goal percentage. But he still had nine assists, six rebounds. Like, I think he's starting to learn that star angle of, I just don't have to do it on the scoreboard. I can be the assist guy. I can be kind of just the facilitator in a way as well, which is what they needed him to do in that game and in games in the past. So I think that's been a big part of it for him. But there could be something there with the 33% from three, the 39% field goal percentage. He might, there might be something nagging. At this point, I would imagine everybody's feeling some kind oh, of something. Sure. So, um, Here's why, by the way, I, I called it. Um, I, th- I said the Celtics were going to win uh, the whole thing. Like, did you see my, my bet with Aaron on the on the? Oh, I board? saw it. It's on the board. I'm not going to get it. I think the Celtics are going to do it before. I, what did I have? I had game six. What does the board say, Brian? Turn around. It says. I, got, I think I had Celtics in game six or Warriors in game seven. Yeah, I see Warriors in six or season seven. Yeah. yeah oh, season tough. seven. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I'm not getting that. Probably not. No, nope, um, I'm gonna have to give him a dollar, and that's and that's that's gonna be rough. There's nothing worse than giving <laughs> up the dollar, right? You know what I mean? It's just, you're wait, well, especially like you know, in that last game, whatever it is, if it's game five, whatever, uh, or game six, whatever it ends up being, um, when it happens, I'm just gonna be waiting for that text, and that's gonna be the worst part. It's tough. It's tough <laughs> to you really lose something when you hand over another man a dollar. Yeah, you know, you really do. Um, Tell him to bring me my money. It's true. Um, so I will tell you this. I said the Celtics were going to win way back. Uh, Brian laughed at me, and look where we are now. But I laugh at you. Hey, hey, let me uh, cut you off right now, man. Okay. Uh, so he believed in the Celtics so much because uh, he kind of glossed over it. 
He was beside himself on why the Celtics were favored in game three. I was. I had no clue. He spent 35 seconds, which is a long time, <laughs> asking the question, the same why? question in different ways. Why? How come? Sure. How come? Sure. I was the one to explain to him why he should stick with his pick and why they should be favored in game three. The Celtics' defense is, like like we were talking about, Robert Williams, uh, his defense, is, and Grant Williams, actually, both the Williams, like, they are, they're, they're, their offense and defense, more of their defense, is so underrated. And uh, I think people are starting to talk about it. Obviously, Robert Williams was injured at the beginning of the playoffs. Yeah. And, and you kind of noticed it a little bit there. And there was some talk is, like, if they can't get past, you know, this round because of the injury, they're, they're going to be in trouble. But luckily, he came back, and, and obviously, he's dealing with a bit of a knee problem. So, uh, And you hit right where I was going to go, by the way. Um, this is what I said to Brian yesterday, and he said something dumb. Um <laughs> I said it looks like Boston wants it more. Like in Game Three, you have dudes you got, hitting the you, deck. And you've got you've got Jason Tatum doing Kobe posts. And, yeah, and yeah, like it, it was a four-point game going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> listen to me. I in, the, in Game One, they had to score forty mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter to get that kind of blow. I'm, you know what, man? Eh, person in the moment is a person. It's Casey Lamont Kurtz. Listen, <laughs> Goodness gracious. listen, listen, listen. I texted Brian. I said, I'm pretty confident. If you give me a Celtics jersey, I'm grabbing three boards in this game. Because Golden State. <laughs> it's true. Golden State did not block out one or box out one person. Like, it just feels like their role players, like, know their role. And then Golden State, it's like, we're hitting threes or we're not winning the game. I mean, there is obviously a lot of that, you know, with Clay and, and if he can hit those threes. Uh, I think it was Gary Payton was stepping up. Otto Porter was stepping up in the in game I know, three. Otto Porter, of all mm-hmm. people. I know, right? Where, where, I thought I, I forgot about him. He was in the league, man. Yeah, he's still there. And, and so I get what you're saying. They don't have, like, back when when the when the Warriors were making the run, they didn't have, like, the Andre Iguodala. Like, he's on the team, so I don't want to slide him, but, like, they didn't have that guy, the Andre Iguodala, who was doing the intangibles. And that's what Draymond Green's kind of was doing when they won uh, game two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draymond was that guy. He was he was yeah. rattling. He was getting in, in the face, and he was stirring the pot a little bit. So I think I think that caught the Celtics off guard a little bit, but they don't – you're right. They don't have a guy that's really – potentially able to step in to just be the box-out guy or do the intangible stuff that's not the three-point shot. Justin, would you agree with this? Marcus Smart is probably the key to the Celtics winning these next two games. If he can average 20 points, 20-plus points, and do what he does usually on a defensive end most games, then the Celtics are probably going to win this series easily. So I, I kind of agree with you, yes. Um, I, I, I think Derek White could also be a part of that conversation as well. The energy that Derek White brought is almost the same that Marcus Smart had, but Marcus Smart is obviously on the court longer. So I'm going to say yes with you that that I believe that. You know, when when Steph Curry's like dribbling and and Smart's up in his face, you know, he's getting those little ticky tack fouls every so often. I think that does like that that does something mentally to you when you're just getting pestered all the yeah. time. So I think there's a big part of that from from Marcus Smart's angle. Yes, the Lance Stevenson effect. Uh, essentially, yeah, the blowing in the ear, yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to get back to the finals here in a second, but. Uh, we got to bring in Captain Rick, who has to be confused at this point. Captain Rick is hearing you, his <laughs> producer, in the morning. He's hearing me, who usually produces. He's got Brian. He does not hear Brent Martineau. Captain Rick, I know you have to be confused while you're hearing Justin Kuzar on the radio right now. Am I, am I supposed to be sleeping? I mean, what? I, don't, I think I've got everything. You know, let me tell you something. I spent some time in Alaska, 
And you will do that. You will look outside and go, all right, it's 2 o'clock. Is that a.m. or p.m.? You can't tell. Yeah. Uh, i tell you, pretty good weather stretch this week and a pretty darn good fishing stretch, too. Everybody's all excited. Tomorrow is the old-school Kingfish Tournament. Looks like they're going to have right around 500 boats, maybe 550. The weather's going to be excellent for it. There have been kings on the beach. It's going to be a whole lot of fun to fish, there's no doubt. Inshore, oh, my goodness. Today, David Borey's 11 flounder to go along with his limiter reds. Uh, they had some mangrove snapper mangrove snapper biting both very inshore and offshore very, very well. So, uh, basically, good news all the way around. Start of the summertime. We're going to start getting way too hot way too soon. But for now, we'll take the good fishing, the hot weather, be thankful for it. I don't see any bad weather coming to us other than afternoon thunderstorms before Sunday. So uh, all the boats will be out fishing this weekend, and we'll be back Monday with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Thank you, boys. Thanks. Good to hear you. See you, Rick. I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, you will. Thank you, Captain <laughs> Rick. Uh, tomorrow morning, Justin will be here. If you want to call on the show, he will take your call from... Seven to nine. Yeah, there thank you. you. Have no idea. Don't give me another hour early. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it feels right, but I wasn't sure. Seven to nine a.m. Uh, right here on ESPN six ninety. Captain Rick and the fellas, which is what I want to change the name to the show to because oh, I like it. Okay, it's kind of disrespecting the fellas, but anyway, the Florida Sportsman Show. Uh, Coos will be here to take your call. Back to the finals, uh, Justin. Is there any scenario where the Warriors can win? Like, I don't see them getting hot as fire and winning four games strictly on the three ball. Like, I know sure. that's probably the answer. But I just don't see it. I mean, at this point, I'm not going to bet against uh, Steph Curry, right? Like, I, I mean, it doesn't look great, so so I would lean towards saying, no, they're not going to do it. But could they do it? Of course. Uh, you know, it, the, the series is only two to one. Uh, so, you know, I could I could see it. Maybe that I guess the argument would be the, the non-experience from the Celtics side True. catches up to them somehow. But I, I really, it just, it feels like it's the Celtics year right now. That's fair. The The only thing I would say to add on, to piggyback onto that, is that if Boston has shown us anything, is that they can be inconsistent as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, they look like world beaters in two fourth quarters, and, they, and they've played, you know, pretty good games in, you know, games one and game three. But look at the Miami series. Look at the Milwaukee series. Like, they can give you some duds. Yeah. They can give you some duds, and we can have a seven-game series. So before, again, we get too caught up, in the uh, coronation of the Celtics, even though you're right, a lot of things seem to be going their way. You know, let's hold on for a bit. Let's just hold on. Let me let me see them actually do it first. Mm -hmm. I and I agree with that. You know, like what was it? It was uh, what did they dropped forty or the Warriors dropped? Was it forty points in in the third quarter? The one game and, yeah. and Boston had what fourteen points. So like, it can happen. We've sure. seen them go cold. So um, I just. I, I don't know. It feels like momentum-wise, it's really the, the, the Celtics have it right now. I, I would agree with that as well. Um, me and Brian had a conversation back when there was four teams left. Sure. And we said, who's the best player left in the playoffs? So I'm going to adapt that, but I will tell you, he said Luca. I said Steph. Okay. So now my I had Jimmy number two. And you were right, by the Over way. Over Steph? You Over did. Steph was number three. And, okay. and at the time, I said, you're an idiot. You know, the usual. <laughs> but you were right about that. Maybe. Jimmy, Jimmy, was, anyway, the point of the story I'm trying to make is this. LeBron had a great year as a player. Dude, you got to stop with that. I appreciate <laughs> you. Um, now that we've seen pretty much the playoffs all play itself out besides the final, I know we got more to do. Sure. If you had to pick a player from any team that has excelled their career 
more than anybody else, right? Going into next year, we have to talk about this dude when we mention whatever team. might be Jimmy, might be Luca. Who's that guy for you? You're talking about strictly from playoff play? Yeah, yeah. That, that made themselves a star in the playoffs. Uh, so the problem is, like, I feel like it should be – I feel like Luca would make the most sense mm-hmm. uh, because of what he did as really – the only player on that team, no shade to, you know, Dinwiddie and Brunson, but sure. but he was really the, the go-to guy, and he was able to will them and and uh, definitely had the spotlight on him. But I feel like he was already kind of a known star, like, before that. Like, people yeah. knew who he was, so does that does that count? I guess that's the problem I'm having with, with that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fair. He definitely raised his... His stock, his stardom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of figured that's where you were going, but I, I don't know. Maybe you had somebody. I mean, the other you could also argue that Jalen Brunson got himself paid. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so I mean, maybe you go with the lower. I mean, what was it? Yeah, I had just pulled it up actually. In the playoffs for total points, he's still sixth on the list mm-hmm. out of all the playoffs. That's crazy. So, I mean, he probably he, well, he definitely got himself paid. So maybe from like a a low key kind of more unknown type player, he would land in that list. Um, but I think the, the, the easy answer is Luca. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the Sixers? Do I want to talk about the? Did you see that graphic? Did you see I the graphic the, I shared? I saw the graphic, yeah. Because it makes me upset because... What did you... Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut. I'm going to jump in. Yeah. What did you tell Casey, Justin, when he, uh, when he said, listen, man, <laughs> I could take you... Marcel, yep. Aaron, yep. and Brian, and yep. myself, and we can go... And we Brian can, with the GoPro. And listen, <laughs> we, can put, we can put some pressure... On the starting five nope. of Philly with nope. Joel Embiid. Yes, that is what <laughs> I said. Some pressure. We no. can we beat them boys. Contracts. No. We can beat no. them boys what without Embiid. I told him that's not going to happen. Thank you. Because yeah. uh, Tyrese Maxey is still there in that scenario. We and that's have all you that's all you Marcel. Need. James is there. Period. James Tyrese Maxey, period. <laughs> overweight James Harden would no. bully oh, yeah, you. James Har- I even forgot about James Harden. I am convinced I could guard James Harden. It'd be fine. <laughs> so oh. disrespectful. No. I'm convinced. No. I think we'd be fine. I, and Tobias Harris, no. Yeah, we got uh, Tobias. That's him. No. He's got Tobias. And we got Marcel on Maxi. I don't know who that leaves you with. Like, you still put DeAndre Jordan, who we didn't want on the court as a Sixers fan. He's on the he's team still? Yes. We're in trouble with DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> like, for no other reason than he's bigger than us. Philly could put Doc Rivers out, though. No. That's what no, he don't. <laughs> no. And do, no. And do work. I'm not taking that disrespect. We're better than that. As a, Why am I the only one believing in us as a team? Because I know. I know. I know. I know the skill. The skill level, the tiers that you have to get to to even be in the NBA. Thank you. You could pick. You could pick. Like go to go to NBA.com. Look at the last five people on that list. Don't look at the camera. Yo, y'all listen to this man to my left. Is it my left? Yeah, would, my right, still, my left. They would still beat us. They would still be uh, Justin. I told him about. Uh, I was watching this one dude. I can't even remember his name. He was in like uh, the the training camp for Orlando. Some sure. random dude hit like thirty straight threes. Couldn't make the squad. All you need to do one time is go to NBA Summer League, which used to be in Orlando, by the way. It was so much fun. Yeah. Now it's in Vegas, which is also fun. Probably fun. A more expensive fun. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> When you go there, you see, you know, these rookies, they'll come in. I, I think Luke Kennard actually is the one that I remember the oh, most. Oh, yeah. Luke Kennard came in looking like just an average dude, right? Mm-hmm. And then we go to Summer League the second year, and he came back and easily, like, it looked like 60 pounds of muscle was added in one year, and I was like, oh, my gosh, the NBA workout routine is, like, insane. 
We could be Durant. we could be Luke Kennard. He's like one of the best three point shooters in the league. Listen, <laughs> you need if, if here's what I'm thinking. Right, mm. one hard foul, they're backing off. Or they're going to hard foul us, or and we're hurt. Yeah, we are hurt bad. Or they hard foul back. <laughs> That's when we have to get Martineau off the side, put him in, which is ideally not what we want to do. Justin, I got one more question. Uh, when do we do a crossover episode where me and Casey jump on uh, the driving dish? We got to do it, man. We got we got to set it up. I, I want to get you on the uh, on the podcast. We gotta we gotta do it. I'm not gonna lie for a second there. I thought you were saying a crossover with WAP. I was like, bro, we gotta talk to like it's not <laughs> like people. this show. I know, it's not people. like this show <laughs> at all. I don't get that. I don't have that permission. Oh, I gotta boy. check with people. Like, really? there's, I thought we were all family. Didn't say CMG. We we're all family. We we say that, but like you know, oh, careful, careful. Turn the music on. We gotta go. We gotta go to and break. And I'm fired. And find out on Monday if Kuz is still on WAPE. I don't know. I can't confirm. I can't deny. Uh, Justin, appreciate you sliding by. Feel free, but we got one segment. You can stay. I will tell you. Um, it's gonna be a heated segment. We do it at the end on Fridays. Call okay. us. Say what I said. We can explain it to you in the break. Or you can go home because yeah, it is okay. Friday at 545. Okay. So you make that decision uh, and stay around to find out. He might be here. He might not. But no, <laughs> nevertheless, I'm going to yell about Bryson DeChambeau on the other side of the yeah. break. Action Sports Jacks, or Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We'll be right back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, five minutes to go. On a Friday, then we send you away for the weekend. Me and Brian will be back. Uh, Justin Coos are sticking around because once we told him, like, hey, you get to yell and be mean to people, he's like, oh, I actually have plenty of takes. Oh, I for have that. more than enough takes. Amen. So, Brian, you want to give the people the rules because we usually do this on OT, right? Yeah. And then uh, you can start or I can start. Well, Justin said he had multiple ones. Oh, but, yeah, well, but, Justin, but you know what? No, actually... You know what, Casey? You go oh, ahead and boy. start, though. Oh, boy. That way you can show him the correct way to perform the format of it, okay? Really <laughs> quick, I said what I said, man. We got stuff on our mind. Like Casey said, you want to be mean to people. And then at the end of your statement, you just say my name, and I play our soundbite. Yes. I said what I said, okay? Casey Kurtz, give the people the format. Sure. Show them. Yeah. Uh, old friend Bryson. Bryson DeChambeau back in the news. Listen, I'm not mad at you for going to the LIV tour, no matter, or the Live Golf Tour, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm not mad at you, right? You do what you got to do. You take care of the family. Dustin Johnson, Lee Westwood, the boys, they're over there. Okay. No big deal. But do they think we care about Bryson DeChambeau? Like, do you think they, they think we're sad, like, as PGA Tour fans, like, we're going to go home and cry about it? No. Thank God they took this man. Bryson DeChambeau, the bit is worn out. Not very good, injury prone, crybaby, all the things about Bryson DeChambeau. And we don't have to deal with it on the PGA Tour. I'm excited. I like watching golf. And I don't have to watch Bryson disrespect people, hit driver into the woods, then hit <laughs> some long iron that's nowhere near the hole, and then get mad at the putter when he three putts. I Just go, Bryson. Just go. We don't need you. We'll catch you on YouTube because that's where the Live Golf Tour is, by the way. If you didn't know, it's free. On YouTube. But that's not the point. Bryson DeChambeau officially leaving. The graphic was made from the Live Golf Tour. And all I got to say is this. Bye-bye, Brian Middleton. I said what I said. Don't come back. <laughs> we need you here no more. Justin? Okay. So mine is not sports related. That's there actually better. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I was worried about that. I was like, oh, wait, I might have not read the fine print. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, and I, came, I came in with a non-sports related you one. You got it. 
So here's the thing. There are a lot of shows on streaming services right now. A lot of ones that are kind of like coming out with episodes as we go. An example would be on Disney Plus, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan yeah. You've got Stranger Things on mm-hmm. uh, Netflix. You've got The Boys on uh, what did I, Amazon, Prime. Amazon Prime. There you go. Oh, you watched The Boys? That's a good show. Okay. Yeah, that, that first season, that first uh, scene in episode or in season three was pretty I'll take your word for it. Yeah, okay. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, That's true. You know, for real. No, dead serious. But what I hate is we don't have set rules on when you can or cannot post spoilers or talk about spoilers. That's I've cool. already had Stranger Things ruined for me. Oh. And, and two of the episodes aren't even out. So, like. How do you know? A meme. I'll take your word for it. A meme. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. But I had a meme set for it. And it ruined the, the whole thing. I'm like, oh, well, why do, why do I even want to watch these hour and ten minute long episodes? Five of them. Yikes. Just to, to see what I already know. That's fair. So my my thing is maybe it's not like I, I said what I said, but no, it is. maybe it is like we need to we need to establish some ground rules of when we can and cannot be posting spoilers on social media. I like it. Do I have to say my name? No, his name. Oh, Brian Middleton. Yeah, yeah. What I said. Perfect. You're an answer. That's a great job. Uh, Middleton, you what do we got? Yeah, we're going uh, yeah, to bust through this break. Okay, so, you know, normally I write That's this right, down, right. but I feel so passionate <laughs> about this right here, Casey Kurtz. And it's amazing because it's about Major League Baseball. And you know that's not my sport. You hate it. You know I think it's slow. It is. Dry. It might be. Boring. Yeah. My Phillies are rolling, though. You know what I'm saying? But I'm passionate about this, especially <laughs> after the disrespect that Casey Lamont Kurtz showed this squad. And I feel like I'm slowly having to adopt them as a team. I don't want to, but I think Casey's going to make me have to. The New York Yankees are going to be your World Series champs this year. Sometimes the simplest answer is the correct one. The Yankees got the best record in the league. It's been like that for months now. All I heard going into the season was that this was going to be a down year for the Yankees. I can pull up article after article. Oh, the Yankees ain't going to be that good. Look now, we in June, 41 and 16. Yeah, it's June. 41 and 16. It's June. Mm-hmm. Okay, how the Rays doing? Not that good. I was about to say, last <laughs> Wednesday. Okay, then. So all I'm saying is this, man. And Judge is a beast. Huh? He is. They busting people ahead over the last 10, 8 and 2? Down to the white meat. Come on, somebody. There will be no more Yankee slander in my household. There will be no more Yankee slander in ESPN 690, or else you're going to have to deal with me. Casey Kurtz, Justin Cousart. I said what I said. Well done. We're just going to keep rolling, by the way, because I got one more. I know Kuz has one more. You probably have one more. We're just going to keep rolling. As far as I, I mean, they can get me on the other side, I guess. I don't know. Uh, might not Badge might not work on Monday, but that's fine. Um, did you see the video of the Rangers fan attacking the Lightning fan? Did anybody see that? Did anybody see that video? It was not a good situation. So now I want to talk to the Rangers fans. I know this puts you in a bad spot, Kuz, so just uh-huh. don't share this part for the Rangers fans that you are friends with. Married to. Married to. Yeah. Is she watching, do you think? Uh, I don't know. Marshall? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? She knows I, I talk about her sometimes, so she might be watching. She's listening to Ape. Like, where is he? I'm so confused. Um, okay, so everybody besides Justin's lovely, lovely wife, Nicole, Ooh. y'all just ain't good, man. Why are you attacking normal good people? He just wore a lightning jersey, went to the game, wanted to have a good time, busted your team up sideways, three games and two, series over, it's a wrap, back to New York, and don't come back. But listen, 
We got to do better as a people. This is a world take, right? Just because I'm wearing a lightning jersey doesn't mean you can hate me, right? You could hate what I stand for, which is the lightning, but don't hate me. We got to be better. I'm spreading love on this program. That's what I try to do. I love everybody in this room and in the other side room that Brian is in, but moderately less, but not important. Anyway, we got to be better to each other. No fighting over sports teams or anything else. For at least a year, and then the next time I see a video of two fans fighting, I'm probably going to retweet it. But that's not the point, Brian Middleton. I said what I said. Slow, uh, slow on the button there, Brian. Yeah, you know, you did it. Uh, you know, it felt almost like you were going to keep going. Yeah. Because we say each other's first and last name all the time. My bad. That's, that's my fair. fault. I'll be better next time, Justin Cousart. It's on you if you got another one. I, I got one. It could be short. Um, but there is a trend of people on social media saying that things give them the ick. The ick is like the the thing that they say, like, oh, yeah. you did that, that gives me the ick. Oh, you're a Rangers fan, that gives okay. me the ick. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that's how they say it. I hate that saying so much. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why where it came from. Why it's a thing. I've told multiple coworkers that use it to to never say it around me. <laughs> okay. And uh, and so that I said what I said. Brian Milton. I said what I said. <laughs> that's good. You, you got there. Yo, last one. Take us home, Brian. Hey, man. Apparently, from the world of TikTok. Oh my God! Somebody said that that Coca Cola could be healthy. Oh, somebody said vinegar. So yeah, (laughs) vinegar Coke. I what are we doing? Oh, my vocal my cords God. are about to burst open because I'm screaming because Coke is not healthy. I use Coke to wash down tacos. Well, that's why you got to try the healthy one. I use Coke to clean off my battery corrosion. <laughs> I do not want healthy Coke. I don't want it anywhere near me. I don't even want balsamic now. I, y'all disgust me, and I love TikTok. You don't do. you ever, you do. don't you ever, don't you ever. Look, listen, let me get calm with you. Don't you ever. Come with any other healthy, non-healthy drink again, or I'm going to do something about it. I said what I said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we are... Yeah, that was a good one. What a way to end on a Friday. (laughs) (laughs) And we are so out of time. It's not even funny. We were out of time three minutes ago. Coos, thanks for stopping by on a Friday. We appreciate you. Brian Middleton, well done today. Jumbo Shrimp Baseball coming up at 6.50. No OT, because frankly... I'm done talking for the week. We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a good weekend, everybody.